from their studio high above the masses at the Cardinal Capital Tower in South Louisiana, the purveyors of commercial capital and savants of business finance. Your hosts, Rob Powell, Gary Anderson, and Chris Reed. Okay, welcome back. This is podcast number five. My name is Rob Powell. I'm here with Chris Reed and Gary Anderson. We are the partners at Cardinal Capital. And where we left off last time was uh, talking about a trade show that we had attended in Las Vegas. And some of the booths there uh, displayed, I guess I'd call them, uh, oh, Underwriting, underwriting software, maybe bank CRM. software, software CRMs. I don't know what category they fit into, but they were impressive. And uh, I think if you uh, if you read any of the trade publications now, the digital transformation of banking and especially commercial banking is uh, it has not changed in quite some time. But fintechs are catching up quite a bit, and we saw some great examples of that. What did you guys think? Uh, some of the software that we use now, we are actually beta sites for them. We've mm-hmm. come real close to the to the folks who developed it. And we give mm-hmm. them ideas back and forth, and uh, we ran into a couple uh, at, at the convention who asked us to basically do the same thing. When we started talking about how we use software and what software mm-hmm. we use, they said, can, can you give us the feedback on that? Mm-hmm. And one of the most interesting uh, software platforms that I saw, and Chris was real involved with this, is there's a, a lender out there who's developed a uh, platform for loans from basically 50000 to 350000 mm-hmm. that are totally artificially intelligence uh, underwritten. And uh, it's all online and very quick and easy uh, for... Uh, the lender and the borrower to find out if they're going to qualify for the loan and, and to actually go all the way through to closing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, you know, a neat little system. It's still got some quirks to it and some bugs, and, and we're working with them to try and straighten those out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's going to be really cool when it comes out. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for, for just the people listening to understand, you know, our biggest time challenge in a day is getting documents from a borrower. Mm-hmm. Um, just to let the audience know, we have a eight and a half by 11 page, bullet points, decent size type, of all the documents that we need in order to get started on a loan. Mm-hmm. So think about the size of that, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, a, it's a healthy list. So keeping track of that, making sure that we have everything, is one of our bigger challenges in software lending. That's also one of the bigger challenges for the bank, is to do the same. Oh, by the way, as soon as something is 90 days old, then it's considered dated. Now i got to go update it and do it all over again. So mm-hmm. getting those documents on a timely cha- timely basis is, a bit, is our, one of our bigger challenges. Mm-hmm. The other piece is CRM, project you know, uh, client management, and then just the tracking of the project through through its processes. Uh, who's lo- What lenders are looking at it? What are they thinking? What are the challenges? All of that. So going through and taking a look at that and being more efficient with it, uh, there were several software platforms that are there to help underwrite, mm-hmm. to understand the loan from a bank's mm-hmm. point of view. And I think that that's probably the next iteration of Cardinal Capital mm-hmm. of where we need to go as a business is to pre-underwrite these deals so that way we've got a better understanding and can produce a more targeted response from our lenders mm-hmm. and, and get 
get mm-hmm. to a yes faster. Yeah. yeah. One thing I um, I love going into these booths and looking at the software that they have because they're coming at it usually from different regions of the United States where they have different levels of bank relationships and banks are their evolution on the IT digital um, landscape is different. And I laugh because some of the banks that we work real close with are still one step above the abacus and spreadsheets. And then we're showing, uh, seeing these wonderful tools that we can see that are, that would be light years ahead, would help them with the process immensely. So, uh, you know, everything from uh, when somebody's walking in saying, hey, I want a loan, going through that loan application process to the closing, there's a lot of things that currently are being done. Um, I don't know. How would you put it? They're, it, it banks their manually. Yeah, manually. <laughs> Man, manually. Yeah, paper. And Gary, weren't you saying one time that somebody would scan they or, or oh, print I, I, them off to scan to I put them in or something had a like client that? Client who's printing documents, putting them in the scanner, scanning them, sending them yeah. to me. Yeah. And I said, you know, you can print directly to a PDF. I yeah. don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. What about the bank that was asking us for faxes? Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. We, yeah. we don't own a fax machine. We, we don't yeah. own a fax machine. I mean, yeah. that's kind of outdated technology. Yeah. And we, we go into and we talk to many times underwriters or, you know, the head of the underwriting department. And they're still working on, what, Windows? 98. 98. And, and, and we thought, oh, this has got to be a one-off. No, it's it's especially in the community bank standpoint. They have not they have not invested in the in the uh, digital products out there. And now we're talking AI mm-hmm. for these decision making. Um, yeah, and and a lot of these lenders, smaller banks, community banks, uh, even some non smaller non banks, are on paper systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, they literally have to print everything out. And a lot of them are on a, on a system where where they just have no way of really tracking from day to day what's in without looking physically looking at a file. And yeah, that's still around. And, it's, and banks being banks, and us being us, we measure the return on investment for that um, new software that they may, might be getting. What boggles my mind whenever I see these um, lending institutions that are like that is what how much time is being wasted getting all of that stuff together and then communicating what they have into their bosses or uh, you know uh, somebody else within the organization and nine times out of ten it sits with one person yep. so uh, what happens if that one person leaves that's a, a major problem in, in talking to a, a we're doing consulting work for some banks right now, mm-hmm. and one of them we're actually trying to get them to install a CRM, customer mm-hmm. relationship management system, so that when a, a potential customer comes in and says, "Here's my name, my address, here's what I want to do, here's my phone number," uh, and and if they find out they can't do anything, they're gone forever, and and that that data is just lost forever. Mm-hmm. Where if you're using some sort of CRM and capturing that as they come in down the road when you have the product to solve their problem, how do you get back in touch with them? You sit there and scratch your head and think, who was that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the day, and I'm the old guy in this group. <laughs> I'm in my 70s and, and I see the, the need for these data capture systems uh, that can hold this data and uh, 
we're also dealing with people who come to us and say, I want to get a loan. I say, I need three years of tax returns. Oh, I got to dig that out of the attic. I, I mean, there's systems now where in 24 hours I can have your last three years mm -hmm. tax returns from the IRS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you know, it's, it's what you sent to them and they're coming back and sending it back to us. Uh, but in 24 hours, I can have that for the last three years for mm -hmm. yourself personally, for your business, for all your partners, for all that in a matter of just a short amount of time mm -hmm. uh, and just a very few dollars when you really get down to it. Mm -hmm. So uh, getting the data is, is a big part of what slows loans down. Mm -hmm. Chris, you notice anything? I mean, the, the biggest challenge, you know, I think from a broker standpoint and then from a lender standpoint, from the broker standpoint, it's getting the documents and getting the correct documents. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see... I don't want to see WTF mm -hmm. on, your, on your balance sheet or on your, mm -hmm. or on your, mm -hmm. on your profit and loss mm -hmm. statement. By the way, people, it's called an income statement. Uh, I don't want to see that. I also don't want to see ask my accountant. I see that a lot. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that. That that doesn't inspire uh, a confidence, lender, yeah. a lot of confidence. The the other thing is is on that side as well is one of the things that we provide our borrowers, I think that's often an overlooked there are five C's to credit, which I'm just going to say one, which is credibility. Your credibility to a lender is blown if you don't have your act together as far as collecting and getting them the documents. That's the best thing that I can say that we can that we help with the success for our borrowers is we boost that credibility because we have everything. Mm -hmm. The banker or the bank is not waiting on Cardinal to produce a document. Mm -hmm. We've got it. If we don't have it, we might be missing one or two little items that are that, that are more for the closing side than the underwriting side. Mm -hmm. From a bank standpoint, um, one of the thing, one of their challenges, especially small community banks, is technology has changed rapidly. They haven't, um, and so I think from the most part, where we're going in the consulting is how do you help bring them into doing banking in the year 2022, 2023, when they're still doing banking back in 1992, 1993. Well, I'm, I'm going through an article that I, I knocked out several months ago, and a statement that came up in a conversation was, bluntly, the industry is hindered by legacy banking leadership. And when nothing seems broken, it's difficult to see how broken things really are. And just because you have an account, have accounts out there doesn't mean that you aren't losing the relationship to companies outside the traditional banking industry, which to me speaks to uh, technology is rarely the stumbling block for some of the banks to, to move. And it, more often it's, it's organizational, it's cultural, it's mindset um, that doom these trans, uh, transformation um, efforts. But... In doing so, I mean, we're bridging the gap because we're, we're putting everything together and we're supplying it to the banks that are able to accept it or they are, are in the format that they can accept it. But it would be so much easier if some of these banks, it would be easier on themselves if they would shift forward and take advantage of a lot of these uh, this technology that's out there. And we can certainly help them with that. But, you know, I think that's part of our next evolution. I think that is the next evolution of Cardinal Capital. Yes. To definitely <clears throat> provide, be that professional uh, piece, because I think that now more than ever, 
the speed of banking is moving faster and faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, bankers' hours; these guys are still trying to keep their bankers' hours, and mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't do that. the The other piece of it, I always find high comedy is there's a picture of some guy on a mountaintop with his phone doing his online commercial banking. There's some guy on a cruise ship with his laptop transact doing business transactions. You know, mm-hmm. Guy beach deer whatever you want to put. Mm-hmm. With the exce- and so we take that and we juxtapose it against the bank, which is, hey, Rob, yeah, you're from Minnesota and you want to buy a building down here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, mm-hmm. no, we can't do that. Why? Well, you don't live where we live. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're, all, your, all your marketing stuff is I can be on a mountain, a cruise ship, mm-hmm. a beach, anywhere in the world and I can do this. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me because I'm in Minnesota or Texas mm-hmm. or, you know, wherever, I, I can't. Or even on the other side of the state, we're in Baton Rouge, Shreveport. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're out of our territory. You're out of our lending territory. Yeah, that's really, a, guys. Yeah. Really, we're going to go there. We're the one of the smallest states that there are. We're number fifty on everybody else on a lot of lists. Thank God for Arkansas, Mississippi, and West Virginia, and some of the others. But <laughs> you know, guys, let's not get that picky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's no real reason behind some of those self-imposed barriers, you know. Well, the reasoning was there in the 1980s. The reason with legacy was, issues. Yeah, yeah, the reason was there in the 90s, but they haven't updated their lending policy. <laughs> right. Thirty years. Right. I mean, again, if something doesn't seem to be broken, why break it and fix it? Well, that's sneaking up as we're seeing the entire industry is is moving. Uh, moving pretty fast. We're seeing it. And like most adoption of technology, um, it's moving faster than most people realize it. And, uh, you know, it's a challenge. But I think we're we're offering some solutions well, to that. I, I would put, pose this question. It's not only the, the technology and the challenges there. The types of loans are now adapting and changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with the advent of Air, Airbnb, VRBO, and some of the others, where I'm buying property specific to put on those platforms, mm-hmm. short-term, rentals. short-term rentals, okay, but I'm the bank is still underwriting that as if it's a long-term rental. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a funky mindset that I think is going to, that paradigm is going to have to change dramatically soon. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very, very interesting because most of the banks that are lending on VRBOs as well as Airbnbs do not lend on hotels. Right. Which all yeah. that is is a hotel room. Right. Right. Or hotel suite. Yeah. It's the same modeling in a way, or what should be the same modeling, but they're looking at it more as, okay, well, I've got this house in this neighborhood, and I'm just going to rent it out on a, on a monthly basis at an investment property. So mm-hmm. it's a very, very interesting. And that's the piece where I think, again, software, uh, whenever we do large office buildings, they're looking at how long the leases are. Do the leases match the, the, the term of the loan? All of that. It's VRBO. It's daily, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I, talk, I talked to a guy uh, last week who is in uh, public warehousing, and he said, we don't have any contracts. We don't have any long-term contracts. People show up, they store something. It might be for a day, a week, a month. Then they move it, and, and they pay for the space while they're here. And, uh, and you know, we have, you know, like a million square feet that we do that in. <laughs> so when you talk to lenders and they say, well, you know, who are your – who are your, your tenants? Who are your you know who leases space from you? And they say nobody. They just show up. Now it's a mass in in, in the, the supply chain industry. That is 
the way an awful lot of material moves is it comes into a warehouse, it stays there for a few days, and it moves out. And those public warehouses do not have long-term. So when lenders want to see the leases, they they don't exist. Mm -hmm. But in that particular instance, those warehouses have history, there's whatever. So I can garner some things from competitors and the like. The information on VRBO, Airbnb, if I'm buying a, a condo in downtown Baton Rouge that I'm going to set up as a Airbnb, or if I'm buying um, a house near one of the petrochemical facilities I'm used for employees to work to, mm-hmm. to live as an Airbnb, okay, working how, on one of those right now. Yep. How do you how do you base that on whatever? There's not uh, there's other warehouses doing the same thing as the guy that you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Plus, he's had history doing it. Yeah. This there's no history of them doing it, and there's no history of this piece of property being used in this way in the past. Right. So it now becomes incumbent upon the person owning the property to being the main source to repay the note in a weird right. way. And so it, it's just different. Banks haven't quite caught up to that yet. Mm-hmm. Some, um, some have. Some, some have. Some most have really not. going after that. And, uh, but I that, think it's an opportunity for them. I right. think, well, I think it's a huge opportunity for us as well, especially mm-hmm. on the consulting side. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, there's there's a lot of information out there on this digital banking transformation and the new tools that are up there and how they're integrated from uh, from cradle to grave, basically, and how those relationships are built more than we can actually cover in a 20 minute <laughs> podcast. And uh, I think the good the big takeaway here is if you have any questions, please reach out to us. We will. We see this stuff daily. It is our job to stay on top. Plus, we enjoy it, and we like seeing innovation in this space. We think it's a huge opportunity to make a difference in businesses' lives, if you will. Um, so, feel free to reach out to us. Again, we are at www.cardinalcap.net. Got to say that www thing. I'm an old guy, and uh, or give us a call, and we'll be happy to help you out. So thank you. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Capital Podcast. Connect with us online at cardinalcap.net. That's cardinalcap.net. Or give us a call at 225-308-3700. Or email us at info at cardinalcap.net. Join us next week for another episode of the Cardinal Capital Podcast. Thanks for listening.